Hello and welcome to Vipers Voices, reflecting on the Desert Vipers' first loss of this DP World ILT20, a five-wicket reverse in a high-scoring match against the Gulf Giants at the Dubai International Stadium. Coming up, we've got reaction from Director of Cricket Tom Moody and also we hear from Head Coach James Foster. Plenty of talking points, ifs, buts and maybes from this match, so let's get going. Desert Vipers were put into bat and made 195 for four, an impressive total which was built around yet another fantastic effort from Alex Hales. He made 99 from just 57 balls with 10 fours and five sixes and he now has 15 sixes in the tournament. He added 72 in 6.4 overs for the first wicket with Rohan Mustafa, including the Vipers' best power play score so far, 62. And then he put together another substantial stand with Colin Munro, the captain, which yielded 67 from 7.2 overs. There was another late cameo from Sherfain Rutherford, who scored an unbeaten 27 from 15 balls, despite being hit on the jaw by a short ball during his innings. But only 38 came from the last five overs, as the Gulf Giants bowled impressively at the back end of the innings. The Vipers began well with the ball, reducing the Gulf Giants to 30 for three in the fifth over, but that brought together Chris Lynn and Shimron Hetmeyer, and they took the game away from Colin Munro's side with an outstanding partnership of 117 in only nine overs. Lynn survived a skyer to Sherfane Rutherford on 23, and he and Hetmeyer then made the Vipers pay for that let-off. Hetmeyer made 70 from 35 deliveries with five sixes, while Lynn scored 71 in 42 balls with three maximums, and although both were eventually dismissed, David Visa and Liam Dawson saw the Gulf Giants home with three balls to spare. Sheldon Cottrell was the pick of the Vipers' attack with two wickets to take him to seven for the tournament, making him the joint highest wicket taker in the DP World ILT20. While there was a wicket apiece for Gus Atkinson, Tom Curran and Wanindu Hasaranga. First reverse then for the side, so let's hear what Tom Moody and James Foster made of it all. First up, it's Tom Moody, and he began by speaking of that partnership between Shimron Hetmeyer and Chris Lynn, a pivotal stand that took the game away from the Vipers. You've got to you know, respect when someone plays exceptionally well, particularly Hetmeyer, I, I thought, you know, turned the game. You know, he put a lot of pressure on uh, our trump card and uh, went into Hasaranga, made it difficult for him to settle in, particularly to that short leg side. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, I think what, what it does highlight is, you know, when you have opportunities in the field and they're not taken, uh, you know, the momentum can shift dramatically. And we, we had our chance to get Chris Lynn, uh, I think it was around about the sixth or seventh over um, before uh, he got really, you know, going. Uh, and at that point, the, you know, the score would have, I think, been around about four for about 40-odd. Um, and then... You know, the, the, that shift of momentum that I talked about can, you know, just sweep you off your feet, and that's exactly what happened. Two experienced players, left-right combination out in the middle, both going hard at it. You know, it's, uh, it's a bit hard to stop. Is it simplistic to say that that drop catch cost the Vipers the match, or, or is there a little bit more nuance than that? 
Oh, I think there's more to it than that. You, you, you don't want to pin it down to one particular moment, but it, I think it just emphasises how important it is that that uh, you know you do take your opportunities, particularly against key players in the opposition that do you know that the opposition do rely on to be able to set the tone for the for them. And um, you know, there's other aspects of the game that uh, you know you can you can look at and 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 you know look at very closely. I, I think you know at times. I felt that you know our links and our lines weren't as consistent as it, as it needed to be. There was there there was a big side to the ground that I don't think we bowled to often enough, um, and uh, you know our links at times weren't as consistent. But that that comes with pressure. That and and that comes from the you know the batting of Lynn and Hetmeyer when they when they're going like that. You know it's not the easiest role for a bowler to to get things absolutely right under that pressure. First bump in the road, I guess, the first setback. It's no bad thing necessarily, is it, if the players, uh, if the players can respond? Look, absolutely. You know, it's, you know this is not uh, at all uh, disastrous. You know, you've you got two-horse race, someone's going to have to come second. And, um, you know, today it was us and there's a good reason why. You know, I, I felt with the bat, I thought, you know, given the start we had and particularly the way that Alex Howells played, I felt at one stage of the innings that we were set for around about 2.10, around if not 2.15. Uh, if we, you know, finish the innings like we, you know, we, we, we could have um, or we should have, uh, but we fell short of that mark by 10 or 15 runs. Uh, so you can look at, you know, you know, digging deep into why that was the case, you know, where were the missed opportunities with the bat. Uh, and as I said, there's, you know, there's aspects of, of you know, our tactics with the ball, there's, you know, missed opportunities in the field. There, there's many pieces to it, but you know, it's early in the tournament. We've had a, we've, we've been lucky to have a, a good start. Again, this was a close game. We batted, uh, you know, we batted well. There's a couple of very good individual performances. Uh, so there's still positives to take out of it. And you know, we're growing into this league um, as a team. And you want to be playing your best cricket at the back end. Yeah, 38 off the last five overs of the Desert Vipers innings. They bowled pretty well, didn't they, the golf giants at that back end? They did bowl well, uh, but again, did we, you know, counter-attack as well as we could have done? Uh, that, that's the, the, the reality of it, is that, is that uh, you know what's coming your way. We, we had a perfect platform to be able to finish off uh, in style and, and, and get a minimum of 10 and over um, in those last five, uh, but we, you know, fell well short of that, so... You know, again, you know, small margins. The game's all about, and it, and it, and uh, you know, that's why we've sort of ended up on the wrong side of this match. Yeah, Sheldon Cottrell bowled the twentieth over, the last over. Mm. He could have bowled the nineteenth. Again, was was that something that, in hindsight, could be reviewed? Uh, not, not really. Like Sheldon Cottrell's been around a long time. He's got a lot of experience, you know, and you know, Gus uh, Atkinson again. You know, as exciting prospect he is, and you know, an impact bowler he is. Um, you know, you, you can argue, you know, you can argue the toss that you know that particular over would have been um, a significant over if you know we had the breakthrough uh, and gave you know Sheldon you know a, a decent buffer for that last over. 
Um, you know, everyone's got to expect to play different roles at different times. Um, you know, we don't have any particular bowler that is exclusive to one phase of the game. Everyone needs to be able to step up and take responsibility at, uh, you know, at any stage of the game. Alex Hales, what more is there to say about him? 99 mm. today, tragically, obviously not going on to, to get three figures, but 356 mm. runs in the tournament now. There's just no stopping him, it seems. Well, let's hope not. Um, let's hope he keeps you know, scoring the runs he is. He's batting beautifully. He's enjoying uh, you know, the environment you know, around the team. He's obviously enjoying the surfaces out here in the UAE. And, uh, yeah, he's in a bit of a purple patch at the moment. And I suppose the one thing that, you know, that, that I respect about his, his innings is that uh, you know, on both occasions, last game and this game, there were selfless performances. You know, he, he, he turned to take... The second run in the last game and got run out, he could have easily have turned that second run down. But it, there were selfless acts. He was on 99. He could have easily just pushed the ball into the gap and, and thought about himself and got 100. But he was actually, you know, he was looking for a boundary. So, you know, those types of things, those team things are really important. Uh, he's obviously thinking about the team and, and what we can do to maximise our total. And uh, from a, an, another positive point of view, that was the best score for the Desert Vipers in a power play uh, so far in the tournament, 62. And the best opening stand, Rowan mm. Mustafa and uh, Alex Hales, they added 72. Mm. That was, as you mentioned earlier, a really good platform, a terrific effort by that pair. Yeah, it's great to see you know Rohan do so so well. You know he's having his little cameos. That's his role at the top of the order, uh, and. Even though that you know he hasn't scored a half century or anything you know more significant than that, you know the contributions he's making from a partnership point of view, as you point out, are critical. But also just setting the tone for us early on. Um, so you know it's certainly it's going uh, you know certainly noticed his performances with with regards to the bat, but also his impact in the field. And when he gets his chance with the ball, he's having an impact. So. The team hasn't lost the ILT20. It's just one loss. Is that going to be the message uh, this evening and uh, leading into the next game against the MI Emirates? Absolutely. I don't think uh, it'd be anything but just drawing the positives out of today uh, and and looking at where we can learn from the experiences that we've had today. Um, you know, you don't uh, win a tournament uh, in the first quarter or first third of the tournament. You know, you, you, you win it by learning along the way and getting better and better. So today is an opportunity for us to, to, to look closely at areas that we can improve and, um, and make sure we, you know, get out there with a positive frame of mind and take on, uh, you know, the next match like, you know, today didn't happen. Tom Moody, the Desert Vipers Director of Cricket, reflecting on the swings and roundabouts of T20 cricket, which were there for all to see in the five-wicket loss at the hands of the Gulf Giants. Next up, let's drop in on the post-match media conference given by James Foster, the Desert Vipers head coach. And he's already put this result in the rearview mirror as, with a tight schedule, the next match against the MI Emirates will come around in just 48 hours after this defeat. We've got a match in two days' time. We'll have a bit of time off tomorrow because, you know, in such a busy schedule, it's important that you get away from the game. Um, there will be some optional nets available, like we always do, and we're quite fortunate where we are. We've got an excellent training facility down the road from us. And then we'll train, we'll, we'll prepare and, and be ready for our next match. So, um, you know, you mentioned about the first L. You know, that's just the way it goes. You know, I thought um, we showed 
some some high levels of quality on show today. Um, I thought we played really well, um, but I thought they were just they just obviously naturally just pipped us. Um, there's a few little areas um, which we can get slightly better, um, but a lot of credit goes towards them. They put us under a lot of pressure with the bat there. I thought the way Lynn and Hetmar came, that partnership was outstanding. Um, at times, you just got to take your hat off and say, well played. Hi, uh, this is Mohammad Abdullah from Gulf Today. Uh, after posting uh, 195 and getting three wickets early, uh, did you ever imagine that you could lose this match? Well, we were in a great position, you know, no doubt about that. But it's the thing with all these teams, there's some quality teams out there, some quality players. And we know about Hetmar, we know about Lynn, we know the quality that they possess. Um, so you're still going to have to be on your game. And I thought the way Hetmar played, and particularly in that moment coming in, um, you know, being three down for not too many and the way that he then accelerated and kept going at that rate was very impressive. Uh, everybody knows that the partnership between the Lynn and Hetmeyer was a very important partnership and that took the game away from you guys. But actually, at what point of that, at what point of time during that partnership did you realize that you are losing it out? Uh, what was the turning point? No, I mean, I noticed that, look, they, they got a nice partnership and, and we knew we had to try and break that. Um, but you always know with the quality within our side that that can happen at any stage. Um, we've got a lot of options with the ball, a lot of attacking options, um, and we threw everything that we had at them, um, but they were just too good for a period of time. But then, as we saw, you got, managed to get one of them out, and then all of a sudden there's that opportunity when you can then hunt, hunt as a unit, hunt as a, uh, as a bowling pack, and like we, we almost did it. Hello, James. Uh, you guys got uh, three wickets inside five overs and uh, then a drop catch of Kresleen. Do you think that co uh, cost the match to you guys? Well, I mean, the reality is it's uh, that opportunity. Um, you know, there's Chris Lynn's gone on and scored a lot of runs off not too many balls. But, you know, that's the game. Like we've been there, we, we've played lots of cricket where sometimes you don't always take those opportunities. Um, I thought the quality and courage that we showed, um, I thought we fought very, very hard uh, as a bowling unit. You know, they put a lot of pressure onto us and their quality players are not allowed to do that. But I thought we hung in the game. I thought we hung in there and then we almost managed to turn it around there. So I was very impressed um, with how we almost then got over the line. And uh, what is your take on uh, Alex Hill's uh, performance so far? 350s and 100, misses his 100 today. So what is your take on his batting? Yeah, not bad. Nah, I mean, he's, he's been phenomenal, isn't he? It's um, been a joy to watch. Um, it's the way that he can go up and down his gears. Is been ex it's been exceptional. He really has. You know, he's been able to recognize certain situations of the game. Played incredibly smart, and we've had some great partnerships as a, as a batting unit for the Desert Vipers so far. Um, I'm absolutely delighted the way Alex is playing, and long may that continue. James Foster, the Desert Vipers head coach, speaking with media after the match against the Gulf Giants. And that's it for this latest reaction podcast episode of Vipers Voices. Next up for the Desert Vipers is a match on Tuesday the 24th of January in Abu Dhabi against the MI Emirates and we'll look ahead to that clash in our next podcast. 
As ever, please like and subscribe to make sure you get the very latest interviews and news from the Desert Vipers camp during the DP World ILT20. And remember, you can also follow the Desert Vipers on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook too, as well as visiting the website at thedesertvipers.com. You can also buy tickets for all Desert Vipers matches online. Just look out for them through the Platinum List website and app. For now though, this is Brian Murgatroyd and as ever, thanks so much for listening.